Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the World's Worst NASCAR Podcast. I'm Turnpike. I'm Green. And today we're going to be running over all of the fun stuff that happened in Kansas, which is a sentence that has never been said before. I was about to say, there's Ain't not a lot there. nobody having fun in Kansas. <laughs> what is there to do in Kansas? It's like we said last week. You know, top things to do in Kansas. Number one is leave. <laughs> no, actually, good thing to do in Kansas is go to Missouri. You can go to, you can go to Missouri. They got, Go sil- to another they got state. Silver Dollar City, which is like Dollywood. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of Have you heard of Silver Dollar City? I knew that Dollywood was Silver Dollar yes, City. Yes, but yes. Now it is. They have a Silver Dollar City, and it is actually pretty cool, and I really want to go. Me and you might have to do that sometime. <laughs> Me and you might have to take a drive. You know what? We may have Wait to for that a out. gateway race and then drive out there to Branson. That'd be a good time. My future wife lives in Branson, true story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Julian Peterson of the Petersons. She doesn't know that we're getting married, but um, she'll she'll figure it out. It's a, I mean, I don't know why you're looking at me weird. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's looking at you weird through their phone right now. No, anyway, yeah. So back to Kansas. Kind of a wild one, but also it was kind of a wild one in what happened, but not wild as in like there was crazy things happening on the racetrack itself. Yeah, it was kind of your bog standard race. That got a lot of coverage because of who won. And I'm sure we'll get into that here in just a couple minutes. But we are going to go ahead and get right into some silly season news. And this has been the thing that people have been talking about for the last, I don't know, long time. It's been a good minute. It's been a good minute. And everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about the... You were hiding. Junior Motorsports 9 car. What? Yeah, that's what everybody's been talking about. You know, Noah Gragson. Drew Dollar. Is going to... <laughs> <laughs> Noah Gragson is going to Petty GMS next year. So that 9 car will be vacant. Now, there has it been... It will not be vacant. It will lots, be Drew Dollars. <laughs> lots of rumblings about who could possibly be in that 9 car. There have been lots of names floated around that people were very excited about. And you then know, there was Drew Dollars. And name. then there was Drew Dollars. <laughs> but like somebody that came up a lot was Carson Hosevar. People want really want Carson to That'd be awesome. go to the next level. And I'm uh, here on Right Sides Only. We are Carson Hosevar fans. I'm down that with is an that. official stance of this show that Carson Hosevar good. There's only two of us, so yes. So we can make as many official stances as we want. <laughs> exactly. This is a Carson Hosevar house, and you will not come in here unless you respect Carson. But about an hour before. This show, we started recording, a announcement was made, and that's why I was telling you not to check Twitter, because this morning on Instagram, Dale Jr. has announced that Brandon Jones of Joe Gibbs Racing will take the nine car, and that is exactly the reaction I was wanting to see out of green. Brandon Jones to the nine. All right, now you you, you just heard it. You just heard it. All right, Green, let's have your unfiltered thoughts. Well, I respected Dale Jr. for a really long time. He brought life back to North Wilkesboro Speedway, something we should all be grateful for. But why 
Why? Would anyone think Brandon Jones deserves any ride anywhere at any time? It's just above See, me, and I don't See, you say that, but over the last two-ish years, he's been very good. Now, of course, has he been Ty Gibbs level? No. I don't think anyone has been able to step up to Ty Gibbs, other than Noah Gregson, Almondinger, the guys that we consider to be like the big three with a Justin Allgaier. It's other easy to in. perform in a JGR car. Yes, but he's still performing. In a JGR car. That and that's fair. But also He's only there for his at, money. You have to look at who's where. You know, you can't hold things against people because oh they have a good car or oh they don't have a good car. He's just there for his money. That's I mean that's, that's fair. the only reason he's I'm not there. Saying he's not there. Um, and this could be just a one year deal. I mean, what's saying that Brandon Jones comes in, funds a nine car for a year while they're trying to find the guy to put in that car? Because I would well, kind of sure consider say, no, Brandon Jones ain't the guy. The nine I consider to be the JGR flagship. Now that's why people, I'm mad. People would say the seven with Allgaier, and I understand that that kind of thing. But, you know, the nine is the iconic one for junior motorsports. And I think a lot of that has to do with Noah Gregson. Noah Gregson has been insane. Yeah. I am, of course, me being a Noah and Ty fan, I have absolutely adored the Xfinity series. Why would they go this direction though? I cannot answer that question. Does does Brandon Jones seem like an attractive deal to you if you're Dale Jr.? Me sitting here right now, no. I have nothing, and I want to Here's make it clear. Thing. I have nothing against Brandon Jones. I just think there's better options. And I, I don't necessarily have against him as a person. I just don't like that he's taking up very good seats because of the money in his wallet. You have Josh Berry in there. Josh Berry is not a bringing money to your team person. No. He's there because he cut his teeth in Cars Tour for Dale and... He eventually was given the opportunity, and he's doing well. And I think that's partially why Brandon Jones got this right, because you also don't have Michael Annette anymore, who was bringing all that pilot money. Pilot Flying J. Yep. And once you have him leave, and Noah Gragson has some brands attached to him, and Josh Berry not bringing money, it just kind of happens He has like that. that one good deal. With that store. There's a, some sort of store. It's a, like a boot store, right? Yeah, it's so, it's something like that. I think it's like outdoor wear. But you know they're not paying Bass no. Pro Shops, no, Black Raffle paying, Coffee. They're not playing back, uh, Bass Pro Shop money, no. No. Um, I mean, even I don't even know. I don't think Sam Mayer's bringing any or much money, you know? I think he has that Accelerate. Accelerate? Accelerator, whatever. I'm not I sure. I forget the name of that. But. I'm not able to watch yeah, much there Xfinity. Is, there is so, something. Like, it's a business move. I, I, I can just tell because it's like both of us are saying, I'm not able to keep up with Xfinity very much. I, it doesn't seem like an attractive offer to me, but to hear you say it doesn't seem like a very attractive option to you either makes me go, okay, then this is strictly dollars, which is all Brandon's career has ever been. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be hating on him that bad. I just, I like to see people where they're at because of merit. That will never happen as long as you have individual sponsors. I don't want to say it'll never happen. Well, because, it, well, it, no, it if happens they, rarely. If they fix the system like yes. they're trying to with yes. the TV deal, it'll be better. It will be better. Because right now the teams are absolutely dependent on these sponsors. If the TV deal gets fixed, better purse money gets given to the lower divisions, 
like Xfinity and trucks, then that should subside a little bit. But money talks, and that's all I have to say about that. That hurts my heart a little bit. Not now, that lie. will bring up the second question of who the heck is driving for Joe Gibbs next year in Xfinity? Because we assume it's all but confirmed with the next announcement that we're going to get into that Ty Gibbs will be in the 18. Now Brandon Jones is gone. Ooh. Who is going to drive for Joe Gibbs Xfinity program? Okay, to answer this question, I now, have an I idea for one. I haven't been able to watch the truck series basically at all this year. I've got year. an idea for two. Do the drivers for KBM are they still Toyota development drivers Here or do they travel with KBM? Here is what I know. Chandler Smith is signed to KBM itself. John Hunter Nemechek is signed to Toyota. I think, in my whatever opinions I have, I think that next year will be John Hunter Nemechek driving for Joe Gibbs and probably Sammy Smith, the guy that's been running several races in the 18 car this year and has done pretty well. Yeah. Or somebody like a Corey Heim. If Corey Heim is Toyota, I think he might. Anyway, I assume next year will be John Hernemichek and Sammy Smith. Sammy Smith is doing very well, possibly Corey Heim, depending on if he's Toyota or not. We'll talk about Toyota here in just a minute. So let's go ahead because we're going to come back circle to the truck team. Okay. That brings to the the actual announcement everyone's been waiting months for, and that is Kyle Busch's future. Kyle Busch, of course, we talked we talked about it when it happened. And we'll have to go back and listen to that episode that we talked about when Mars dropped Kyle Busch. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what we said at the time, but I don't think anyone thought that that would lead to Kyle Busch leaving Joe Gibbs. No. That was... That was kind of out of the question. We just thought we'd see him in DeWalt colors, Sirius XM colors. Which I still think they probably could have done. Oh, no. Absolutely. Kyle Busch was asked, hey, were you just told that it wasn't an option for you? He said, yeah. Eventually, I guess, yeah. And Toyota has the money to keep Kyle. By the end of it, was ready to take less money. The fact that he announced that he was willing to take less money to stay with Toyota means that it very quickly got to a point where money was not the reason why he was leaving. I think it was money and then Ty Gibbs came in and had, I think, didn't he have like a top 10 in his first two races um, or his second race? Top 15. Top 15. I mean, for your first race in a car you've never driven before. How much do you think he's really going to be paying his grandson compared to Kyle Busch? Not. Exactly. That's the thing that's weird about these situations. Do they still get paid in various different ways? You're going to reap a lot of benefits that you wouldn't, that other people would. Yeah. So. That's the thing. It's like you look at Ty Gibbs. Joe Gibbs Racing and all of its however millions of dollars in assets will eventually get to Ty Gibbs. I mean. Yeah. That's just that's just part of it. It's like Richard Childress Racing, who, spoiler, we're going to talk about here in just a second. All of that will eventually end up with Austin and Ty and everybody else. That's just how these family deals work, and that's perfect. So you don't have to pay them as much now because their payoff is coming a little bit later. Especially the short run, but even in the long run, it just makes more sense for Toyota to stick with Ty. And that's when Kyle was told there wasn't an option is what I think. 
They knew it'd be cheaper to get Ty. That's their long, long term. Because that's the one thing with Kyle Busch on the free agency. That's not a long-term deal. Five, six, seven years maybe? He's done. I was very shocked at the announcement that was made. Him going to RCR because I would have thought RCR was looking for the next big thing under 25. You know? I thought they were looking for something that would be building them up for the very long term. With Austin Dillon being the veteran that knows what he should be feeling in the cars and how to lead, you know? But Kyle Busch is is going to be able to tell us if it's the driver of the car getting that eight car to the top. We talked about this in our next-gen cars, next-gen problems. We both expected Tyler Reddick to be one of the front runners this year. We Also, I'd like to toot our horn. We had a lot of confidence in Tyler Reddick before a lot of other people did. <laughs> Yeah, I want to throw that out there. Me and you were on the Tyler ba- Tyler Reddick bandwagon very early, so we ha- I feel vindicated in our praise of Tyler Reddick because everybody's making fun of him for spinning out at testing, and me and you were like, "Nah, he's finding the limits on that thing." And he he even and said he that does. on the podcast the other day. Yep. He was on a DBC last week, and he was like, "Hey, I had to find the limit." And yeah, it's exactly did. what he was doing, yeah. dude. He's people people's out there playing chess. Tyler Reddick's playing like. 57D checkers. He's up there just going. But more or less the story, yes, Tyler Reddick, very good. And I expect him to continue to be very good. That's the thing about this next-gen car is that it's going to give young guys a slight advantage. One is because everybody's learning it the same way, but they don't have years of muscle memory and thought processes of the old car. And I feel like people don't talk about that enough. Yeah. Of If you are muscle, it's it's like anything else if like like me i can explain this in my own terms so i used to drive all the time and i still do drive it a lot a big heavy chevrolet suburban big heavy i have to drive that a kind of a certain way it takes much longer to stop it takes much longer to accelerate yeah that's just a way to do it now when i'm in my camaro it it drives completely differently yeah but it's learning to not drive it like the suburban and then when I get back in the Suburban, it feels even worse just because yeah. I'm used to the Camaro. That's a big part of it is you have to relearn how it feels to drive it, and it's going to drive differently. Yeah. And you don't have to unlearn how to drive the old one and then upload new driving information. I don't know. It's poor analogy, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Because they have to unlearn how to drive the old one. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. But Kyle Busch to RCR, it is a multi-year deal. Um, KBM will be a Chevy truck team, but that's all the details we have as far as that program. Toyota is going to have to rethink their ladder system. This breaks it. Yep, they're they're going to need help. Which, they knew it was going to break it because, like Kyle said, he was told it's not an option. They did that willingly. Yeah, Toyota's in a rough spot that they put themselves in at some point. I don't necessarily think they are, though. Because they have Thor's figure, They'll figure it out, but you need more than one development team. If you have a bunch of prospects, you're going to have to find rides to those people. I'm hoping that somehow they get some kind of deal with 2311, and then 2311 might have a truck team yeah, or whatever. Or just, there's just no something. reason Joe Gibbs can't have a truck team. I mean, he could. He could have a truck team. I don't necessarily foresee that as being super likely in, with him having a team in all three series. Would I like that? Yes, I'd like that a lot. But yeah. I just don't know at this point. 
So that will be... Speaking of Tyler Reddick and Kyle Busch, it was announced that when Kyle moves to RCR at the beginning of next year, he will be driving the 8 car. Now, you might say, hey, wait a minute, Tyler Reddick drives the 8 car. And so did so would Tyler Reddick about an hour and a half before the announcement. Yes. <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is just him being in conjecture. He's like, I told, I talked to Tyler about an hour before. It's like, what? Yeah. Also, it's kind of like, that's also kind of beautiful because he rug-pulled you guys with his announcement to 2311. So you rug-pulled so him. him back. I think, no matter what, it's going to be entertaining to see what exactly happens. If they have him... The the going theory right now is he's going to be in a third car with a charter. No, he's not. Th- he could be. I'm he's just going, going off what be. they said. I know. They're saying that. It's not happening. Hey, they might plan on being truthful. You never know. Well, and here's the thing. I think that they are going to try and sell his contract to 2311 or something. Oh, yeah. But if somebody calls their bluff kind of deal then they may be stuck looking for a charter or running it open, you know? I don't think that's their primary objective, though. Uh, How do you feel about that? I don't think so. I think right now the best option for them is because Tyler Reddick still has sponsors, and you can you still need some sponsors right now, for for the moment at least. And, you know, let him have a get a lease for a third charter and let him run the year on a lease charter and take in, you know, get the benefits of his sponsors while they're still here. Because I assume a lot of them are going to follow Tyler to 2311. I think 3Chi probably will. They might stay with both. Cheddar's, I think, is a Tyler Reddick himself sponsor. I do believe that's Tyler. Yeah. So, interesting enough. We'll see how that goes. But, of course, it could be a thing. 2311 could buy him out. Or they could say, hey, we can't find you a charter. So uh, you're still under contract this year, but we're just not going to let you race. So you just have fun. I don't think home. that would happen. Um, I thought about that for a little while, and I thought that might be the case, but literally no one has mentioned that, which is leading me to think that that's not really a thought process that's being Well, that's considered. not a thought process you go in with. That's a, we can't get this done. I'm mad at you. You sit at home. You do not drive. Yeah. You waste a year. No, I mean... I mean, that, I don't think Richard Childress would be a guy to do that. I, under no circumstance would I think Richard Childress would do that to somebody. Yeah. Because I know how Richard Childress operates. I know what kind of a person Richard Childress is. Yeah. And if, I mean, is he... He's rightfully mad about how the situation went down. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be vengeful and purposely try to ruin Tyler Reddick. That is not going to happen. Yeah. And everybody I know that knows Richard Childress would tell you the exact same thing. Yeah. So... So that'll be something interesting to see play out. Um, KBM, like I said, it's going to be a Chevy team, but details on that were not available as of yet, um, as well as there's no details given out about the charter that they would be acquiring. But let's talk about some more silly season news. We a little while back we talked about the Alex Pillow, Chip Ganassi, McLaren fiasco, and I can't remember if we mentioned it on this podcast. I believe we, we did. did. It eventually no, went to court. I know exactly what happened because you didn't know about it yet, and I read out to you the series of events on air. I knew about something. I I think I didn't know about the F one stuff. I knew about Pillow. Um, 
Uh, there's another similar situation in F1. I don't think I knew about that one. We literally just watched a video about it. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who it is, though. Oscar, I don't know F1. Oscar Piastri. And Alpine and McLaren, right? Yes. Yeah, see? I'm getting yeah. there. We watched the video 30 minutes ago. Of course you know that one. Yeah, I know that one now. I didn't earlier. Anyways, so Alex Plo, Chip Ganassi, McLaren, all involved with a lawsuit. It's a good time. They have came to an agreement, Turnpike, if you want to tell us what that agreement is. Basically, the agreement is next year he will be splitting time. And I don't know exactly what this is going to look like. I don't know how they're going to make this work. I assume it's going to be a on-season IndyCar, off-season Formula One split. But he will be racing for Chip Ganassi next year. He will be uh, driving. I assume he's going to be driving the 10 car like he was last year, um, which is, a, of course, a very competitive car. Any of the Chip Ganassi cars are very competitive. Uh, he'll be racing that. And then in the offseason or whenever he finds time, he will be testing Formula One cars with McLaren. I think there might also be a deal for Colton Herta in the works as several teams are trying to get Colton Herta to test for them. Yeah. Problem with Colton is he does not have the super license points to get in. Which yet, is stupid. Which is kind of a weird because IndyCar isn't weighed as heavily as several other series, I'm fairly certain. Somebody pointed it's not. out that if he went to the the formula the official formula series, those have more points as their official formulas. So somebody said that there's a good chance he might go to Formula India and go run that series because if he runs that series he will get the correct amount of points. Tomo F one made a great video explaining how the super license points works and it made me mad. <laughs> I mean, there is I would argue that for formula and stuff, there is of course a high barrier to entry. Yeah. You have to prove yourself a significant amount of times to get any sort of formula. In NASCAR, I feel like sometimes the barrier to entry is too low. So, question. Yes. As an F1 fan. Yes. Which series do you think is harder to compete and win in? F2 or IndyCar? F2. Right now. I'm going to say Are I'm going to say so me? I'm going to say F2. No. For a variety of reasons, but I think that Give me I your think, reasons. I think they're quite similar. I would see in in my tier list, I have Formula 1, Formula 2, IndyCar, Formula 3. I have I have Formula 2 as I mean not that much higher than why do you car. say I, they I find are... them quite similar? Well, so a lot of it has to do with talent and resources. In IndyCar, there's a lot of guys that are you could make the argument that are that are older. A lot of guys race for fun. A lot of guys, it's just it's just it's just a talent pool. I think I, I would argue that of course Will Power just won his second championship. I would argue that Will Power is just as talented as anybody else, but. I think that the talent pool in Formula 2 is much more concentrated. You're racing around people the same age, the same general skill level, and you're you're proving yourself against those people that are supposed to be on your level. See, this is why I think we're, it's the opposite. Why? You're like racing against people that are not on your level or above your level? Or above, above your level. level. I don't you think... You have Scott Dixon, you have Will Power, you got all those guys that... Oh, I think they're fantastic. I just think that... As it is right now, I still view Formula 2 as being worth more on a resume. Okay, is third place But in... that's changing. Well, hold on. I will make I will make that that thing that IndyCar is becoming more respected and 
and so, shown how good it can be, and I think that is changing for the better. So what should be more respected? Third place in IndyCar championship or third place in F2 championship? Um, Right now, I'm going to say F2 because I have, I think, Theo Porcher, who's another favorite of mine. I think he finished second this year. Um, but Drogovic, a bunch of other people, I think they all had very, very good years. I would say F two would be would be my guess right now. I would okay. rather get I would rather get third in F two than IndyCar. Okay, because if where, where IndyCar is right now, IndyCar is a stepping stone to the ladder. It isn't. It isn't F two. I think that if you do well in F in IndyCar, you should get an opportunity in F two to make it to F one. Do you think that um, winning? Winning a championship or finishing fifth in IndyCar one year and then winning champion the next, do you think they should be allowed into F1? Like, if they win an IndyCar championship, they should be allowed into F1? Yeah. No. I think you should have to go through some sort of formula. I think you'd have to. I think that you See, should have I, to go through I totally two. disagree with that. I totally disagree because I think the cars are just so different. I think they are. They well, are that's the thing. You're so different. You're proving your. You are, but I also think that you need a little bit of a. A introductory introductory period. See, I don't I don't like that at all. But yeah, Drogovic, Porcher, and then who is who's this? Logan Sargent? Yes, the American Logan Sargent. <laughs> um, was was third. Jack Dewan, Daruvala, Liam Lawson. A lot of these guys I see as a lot of the next big guys. And of course, the thing about like second series and stuff is. Their second series, you can't fit everyone in one second series that deserves to be there. So that's why I think that people need to be constantly swipping in and out. That's why I think the graduation program is so important in F2 because you get some people out. Some people just don't make it. And then you're constantly funneling people through there to keep that that ladder system rolling. Yeah. Because you have so many people. The guy that won, I'm excited. One of the guys that I've been very excited for the last little bit is the guy that just won that just won Formula Three. Um, his name is Victor Martins. I'm very excited to see where he goes because I'm fairly certain he'll probably be an F two. He might look at a different series, but he just won Formula Three. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see what he does. So I'm excited and if he goes to IndyCar, that's awesome. Like yeah. I think the IndyCar is growing in respect as it needs to be where it can be seen as a level on of kind of formula two also i think what formula two gives that indycar doesn't is they race the same tracks as formula one yeah and that is a major major part in it for me is track familiarity well see and my my thing is i think that you should be proving your aptitude as a driver not necessarily your aptitude to this car. Well, you know? no, I think I think that's I think of course that's part of it, but I just don't think I just I just don't think right now that's the same way. And I think it's changing. I think, and this is just probably more from my stock car side of stuff. I think if Tyler Reddick or Kyle Busch, a very proven driver, wants to go try an F one race, that's a cool publicity thing for F one. That's a cool. Publicity. But see the the public perception of NASCAR in a lot of places that we saw. So I don't know if you were not aware of this, but the backlash to Colton Herta getting a Formula One test in Europe was insane. People 
did not people do not want American drivers. Yeah. And I don't I cannot tell you why that was, but it was insane to see, and that's a big reason why Tomo put out that they video. Should be, I I still think they should be allowed to though. I don't think they should wait, you so you think Kyle Bush should be able to run a Formula One race? Yeah. He's a he is a professional driver, a proven in driver. In a completely different series kind of I understand of race. that. I'm not saying he's gonna do well, <laughs> but I'm saying he should be allowed to do I it. I think he should be able to go run some open wheel Formula Twos and threes. No. You don't think he should do he should go straight to the top. Yeah. Over people that have been working in that system their entire life. They're proving themselves to get to the top level of their sport. Kyle Bush is already in the top level. Top level of a completely different sport. It's motorsports. Hey, LeBron I James understand. was very good at, at basketball. I think he should be able to go pro. Just he should he should be able to go play an NFL game. If he wants to. What are you talking no, about? No, I'm 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 messing a little bit on that one. But to me <laughs> that is absurd. Uh nope. I do not agree with you're that. You're not playing a different do sport. I, do I want you to? You are in different like cars, and it's that? different. Sure. But I'd like to see them run the Indy 500 before anything else. And then do a couple Indy Well, okay, that's races. a good question. Should Kyle Busch be allowed to do that? Yes, he should be able to. Oval. Oh, just because it's a circle? And they also have a immense, uh, that period where they have all that training and testing for them. I think that's also that's also. Should he be allowed to go to Long Beach? I would say probably not right off the bat. We've seen how well wow. that worked out for Jimmy Johnson. Never mind. Um, that that makes me mad. This is a stupid point. I don't know why you. I don't know why you have that opinion. Weird. I just feel like once you prove yourself opinion. to be a professional driver, you should be allowed to go do professional driver things. It, but is it is it not within a right of a series to be like you haven't proven to us that our style of racing. Not to someone who's in the top level of a given division. Interesting. I don't believe so. So we should let the Cars Tour guys... Now, if Joe from Hickory Motor Speedway <laughs> wants to... I totally understand. So you make you draw if, the line if there. If Brandon Jones wants to go... <laughs> so you draw the line there. I'd, okay. NASCAR Cup Series, IndyCar's the top, American so Open Wheel... Quinn House can go run... Quinn House can go run Formula? Um... Or do you cut the line at only a couple cup guys? He's made it to the top. He's made it to the top series by your own definition. He should be I able think to run. That, I think that can be a um, judgment call based. <laughs> but that one's a okay. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, Bush, I'm saying guys. I was saying like the top proven guys: Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, people with common sense, people who have an established career in Cup. Quinn Half. Everyone knew why he was in that car. I'm not saying a I was in a cup car one year should be a pass. Because I just say if you are a proven, respected driver in the top series that that is available to you, you should be able to go do what you want to do. Anyways, that was a longer rant than we meant to get into. Kansas happened, and Bubba Wallace wins. Nick Adams is sad, and it is time to look at the RSO picks. We were back-to-back again. Fourth and fifth. Turnpike, you picked Truex with your fifth place, and I picked William Byron, who finished fourth. Puts us right back where we are at a six three point gap. I have eight hundred and sixty three. You have exactly eight hundred. I'm working on it though. <laughs> hey, well, I was talking to you a little bit ago. With these being double points races, mattering twice as much. If I have a bad day and you win, you're in the lead. What can I say? I mean, that's because playoffs are dumb. What playoffs are dumb? No, that can't be true. 
But here on right sides only, we love the playoffs. Speaking of dumb playoffs, Kevin Harvick is in a must-win position. Actually, that's not as dumb as probably it. He didn't win until literally the end of the year. Don't know where he was in points. But Kevin Harvick is in a must-win going into Bristol after catching fire at Darlington and having the incident this past week at Kansas. He is he's in a must-win in a place where he can win. I will say that. Will Chase Elliott and him fight again? No. <laughs> will there be blood spills? Will blood? Will somebody's head be ripped off? I don't know if I, family-friendly content, folks. We apologize for the blood and gore you have witnessed. I am very excited for this weekend. I will be there. I will be hanging out with a bunch of the bunch of the guys from Fan Fuel, Chairgating. Uh, of course, I can't forget all my buddies. <laughs> I interact with on almost daily basis with Left Turn Cult. Those guys are like podcast we're like podcast right sides only and ltc are like podcast friends yeah so we do a lot great, of work together so. great guys we very excited but green i will once again require your assistance this year at the race but you're gonna no you can't because you're gonna be at lonesome pine i will be at the will lonesome pine to, raceway i'll have to enlist someone else to help me keep track of points because in the stadium they don't tell you. There is no marker to show who's in and who's out. Who know? They may have fixed that. They may. I doubt they will. I Why? really doubt they will because that requires effort. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just doubt it. I just don't know. I just doubt it. Yeah. So, Bristol Night Race, one of the best races of the year, in my opinion. I kind of hate. I'm not gonna be at it because I know that if I would have wanted to, you probably would have had a seat waiting for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a ticket for you, but you can't go. But. The reason why I won't be there is actually another one of our friends, Southeast Super Trucks, will be racing at Lonesome Pine. Twin late model features this weekend. Of course, we got the Super Trucks, Legends, Carolina Vintage, all them. It'll be a great time. Gates open at 4. Engines start at 7. Coolest racetrack I think I've ever been to. I love the track. It's the coolest racetrack. I'm, I'm a little so upset sad it- that this is the one week I won't be there. Yeah. Because it is my favorite race. Well, and you literally had tickets to Bristol before the oh, Southeast Super Truck schedule we, was We're season released. ticket holders, so yeah. they're every year. Yeah. So. This isn't necessarily a picking one over the other as they were already season pass members and spent the money to be there. If you don't want to spend the, all the money that going to a cup race entails, Southeast Super Trucks at Lonesome Pine up in Colburn, Virginia will yeah, be a good show. Yeah, buddy. I'll be up in the booth scoring... So it'll be a good time. Uh, don't worry. I will not be announcing at this race. We have somebody that actually knows how to announce that will be announcing at this race. We got the postman. We got postman. From MRN. Scott what Post. What an upgrade. <laughs> I know, right? What an upgrade. Yeah. I, I, lo- I saw that post from Southeast Super Trucks that they had a postman up there. I was like, well, you're never getting a job again, never Turnpike. getting that job back. That's for sure. So that'll be a good time. That's a good point. If you're not able to be, if you're not from this area, you want to watch Southeast Super Trucks. If you go on sest.tv or Pit Row TV, Pit Row TV, Pit Row.tv, you can subscribe to get access to Southeast Super Trucks, Cars Tour, all, all kinds of, stuff. yeah, all yeah. kinds of awesome events. Um, I, I have a subscription so just so I can go back and watch all the Cars Tour and Southeast Super Truck races. Yep. Um, listen to Turnpike make an idiot of himself. Am I that bad? Oh, I no, I, I I just <laughs> thought it was funny. I just like zoomed to a random part of a of a stream one time, and I saw a wreck. And we were looking at Dusty's car face in to 
the uh, pit row wall. I know what you're talking about. And all of a sudden, I hear Turnpike go, I cannot tell you what happened, but uh, what I can tell you is we have a car in the wall. And I'm <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you, Expert Turnpike. analysis you can only get <laughs> with Turnpike TV. What I can tell you. <laughs> well, and no, that's 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 the weird part about commentating that sometimes we take for granted is there is one camera. If the camera is not facing at that wreck, you have no replay of it. And if I happen to be looking at the leader and they wreck to the side, you have no idea what happened. No, yeah, you. So it's and just I, part I of know it. that's part of it, but I just I thought I just randomly just scrubbed to a <laughs> random place in the stream. He's like, well. We have a car that is sitting on the wall. That's all I know. I do not sound like that. <laughs> I do not talk like that. But anyway, okay, let's get back to Bristol. Yes. There's our our SEST rant. Um Bristol. I fully assume that this race is going to be insane. As it usually is, Bristol is Bristol for a reason. We only have one car locked in. One and it's not a guy that we thought was going to be C-Bell. the guy locked in. That's insane, dude. Seabell. He's locked not in. Not my guess for who would have been locked in. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, so here's the four that is below the cut line going in to Bristol. At the bottom of the list, 35 points behind in a must win is Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, the only way he gets through, I'm fairly certain, is a win. Yep. Unless we have a bunch of DNFs and he just does really, really well, and then they manage to lose. There's no way that that happens. No. Uh Next one out, Chase Briscoe, nine behind the cut line. So, theoretically still could. I don't remember him being very statistically ever good at Bristol. I don't remember him ever being statistically good. Whoa there, bro. This I'm is kidding. A, we are also a Chase Briscoe Yeah, he, he's awesome. I yeah. just, I, Austin I, Dillon blew the cut line. Open. And the first one out, as it stands right now, is Kyle Busch. Of course, we know this is Kyle Busch's best track. Bristol is, without a doubt, Kyle Busch's best track. Yeah. Other than maybe like Homestead. He's good at Homestead, too. Yeah. But, yeah, he is very, very good at Bristol. Uh, won the spring race, which was on dirt, but he still he still won. That is yet another win at Bristol for Kyle Busch. Uh, looking at some guys here on the bubble, the three that theoretically could fall below it are Austin Sendrick, Tyler Reddick, and Daniel Suarez. Ross Chastain is above them, but he is 26 points above the cut line. Um, Cindric is two, Bredick is two, Suarez is six. How far up is Elliot? Elliot is 28 points above the cut line. Okay. I kind of hope he blows the tire on lap one. <sighs> Good Lord, that place would come. Okay, Bristol is very much a Dale Jr. place, wherein Chase Elliott is, I mean, he's pretty much the favorite everywhere. Yeah. But especially at Bristol. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. I just want the playoff system to blow up in NASCAR's face. Oh, that'd be beautiful. I hope I hope Christopher Bell wins the championship. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I hope that Kyle Busch rides out this lame duck year last year at Joe Gibbs. Kind of a down year. Really rough last couple months and wins the championship and leaves. Yeah. That would be perfect. With one win, win the championship. That would be beautiful. But anyway, I don't think it's going to happen. But those are the guys that we will be watching for. Any of those guys can make it out. I will not count out Kyle Busch as a guy that could go out and win this race. Him and Kevin Harvick both theoretically could go out and win this race. No, yeah, absolutely. Course, Chase Elliott, we now have that. In Lar- him and Harvick went last year. All that fun stuff. So we will see how that plays out. I am very excited for this. Oh, yeah. I am very excited. 
something I am also very excited for that you are not excited for, for some reason. I don't know why you don't care about this stuff. We are expecting an announcement today on the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series schedule. Now, we are recording this at 11.30 on Wednesday, so obviously we're not going to have our reaction to the schedule today, but we will have the reaction up sometime in the next day or two on the Greens Racing Reference podcast. That is finally getting kicked off. It's been on my Twitter thing for probably about six months. It's the third best podcast on the Right Sides Media Network, so... Hey, you're on the podium. Yeah, I'm on the podium. So be sure to check that out. I will post that on the Right Sides Only Twitter page when it is up. But that'll be a good analysis of the schedule since Turnpike doesn't care about it. I'm very excited to see what you have to say about it. Could care less about the schedule. Yeah. (laughs) Could care less. Hey, man, when are they going to race at Kansas 2? Don't know. Don't care. (laughs) Don't care. You know when I learn about where they're racing next week? Is a mean you make picks for that next week? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I learn about where they're going next week. See, yeah, that's that's fair. That's very fair. I assume there's a lot of other people that are the same way that aren't. Now, unless like I it's care about the ones that it's are near me, so I know where I'm the going. The ones that are near you. Yeah. Yes, it's different for Bristol and Charlotte, but of the other ones, oh man, are, are, when are they? When are they going to run the the race in Atlanta? I couldn't care less. <laughs> Could, I just couldn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could care a lot less now that it's a super speedway. Super but that's speedway just me. racing in Georgia. But finally kicking off the Greens Racing Reference Woo. podcast. I don't will not have a regular schedule off right now, but I really want to make that a place where we can talk about old tracks, old drivers, something we can look back on the history of the sport, um, something that I kind of point to time and time again on this podcast. Yeah, so, man. I mean... I have Turnpike tonight as well, but I've only uploaded one episode. I plan on getting that one refired as well. Yeah. But when I get my schedule a little bit more. Diversify ourselves so we don't get stuck with each other. <laughs> yeah, we both start our own podcast and disband RSO. Rip. <laughs> Rip RSO. Rip RSO. Yeah, don't say that. We can't even joke about that right now. This is all <laughs> we've got. <laughs> so anyway, let's go ahead and go right into RSO picks for Bristol. Yes, let's do it. And technically, I won. Last week. Uh, no. I don't know if we goofed this earlier, but Martin Truex Jr., who was my pick, finished fifth. William Byron, who was Green's pick, finished sixth. I goofed it. I thought I finished fourth. I was happy. Goober. <laughs> Goober. All right. That means, but you get to pick first this week. Again, I've got two wins in a row, both by one point. I guess two points because we're doing double points. Who are you picking? Let's see. So just so everyone knows, that brings it back to a 59-point gap. So twenty eight spots and you got me. Um, um let's see, Bristol, Bristol. Why is this so difficult? You know what? I'm gonna go for the easy one. I'm probably gonna take your pick. Kyle Bush. Oh dang it. <laughs> I knew I took your pick. Nah, I don't I don't I don't think so though. Who Ooh, I don't know. This one's gonna be weird, because there's a lot of guys that are good at Bristol because Bristol is a driver's track and kind of whoever's feeling it at the time can can pull one out. Going between two. I'm going between two. Okay. I don't know if I want to risk it or not. I don't know if I want to risk this for the biscuit. But you know what? I think, mm, I'll take it. I'm going to go Denny Hamlin. Now, have I picked Hamlin? You did pick Hamlin. Okay, give me Kyle Larson. Then. 
Give me Kyle. Kyle I picked Denny Hamlin, but I will pick Kyle. Watch Denny Hamlin go out and win the race this week. That would be kind of hilarious. That would be kind. That would be sad. All right, so we got Kyle Busch for Green, Kyle Larson for Turnpike. That will be our RSO picks for this weekend. And just a reminder on who we picked to be the first four out. We both doubled down on the Ross Chastain wager we made. I have Ross Chastain out, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, and Alex Bowman. Turnpike has Austin Dillon, Austin Sendrick, Chase Briscoe, and the 20 of Seabell. That one didn't go at all. <laughs> <laughs> so Christopher Bell is actually locked in, so we know he's not getting those points. Yeah, I could have a chance. I think we both might get two right. Uh, yeah, because Bowman is in, it looks like. And Cendric's the guy on the cut line, so I could get three. Yeah. Um, Briscoe's close, so that one would be a yes for me, probably, because I don't think he'll do it. Austin Dillon will probably be a yes. Ross Chastain, how is he doing? He's 26 above the cut line. Oh, okay, so yeah. We'll probably both get two right there. Now, I made my champion pick to be Reddick. Where is he at? He's two above the cut line. Oh, no. <laughs> He's two above the cut line. Oh, no. <laughs> DNF last week didn't help. Yeah, no. So, hopefully he doesn't get out because that's my champion pick. Um, I picked Chase Elliott. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah. Unless he bows to my command and um, wrecks on lap one, which I really kind of pray that happens, just so it blows up in NASCAR's face. That would be kind of nice. Does that kind of mean? Kind of. It'll be okay. <laughs> so... Anyway, will that do it for this week? I think that does it for this week. I think that will do it. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials. On Twitter, at RightSidesPod. Follow me at Turnpike underscore. Follow me at RSO underscore Green. And the podcast on Instagram, at RightSidesOnly. And don't forget to join me, since Turnpike's a loser, at Lonesome Pine Raceway this Saturday night. Like I said, gates open at 4, engines start at 7. It'll be a great time. Perfect. All right. We will be back after Bristol. I will be able to give a first-hand account of whatever shenanigans goes on at Bristol. We should have a huge point shake up in RSO picks with the first round of the playoffs being concluded, and we will make our picks for the second round. Let's go. That'll be awesome. So thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in next week. And Tune into Green's Racing Reference for the schedule reaction in the next couple days. The reaction when the schedule is revealed and it's all Kansas. 36 Kansas races. <sighs> I don't like that. Oh, that'd be beautiful. You just made me sad. The Daytona 500 and then 35 Kansas races. <laughs> and then Phoenix. <laughs> and then Phoenix, yeah, 34 Kansas races. But we did announce that Phoenix is keeping the yeah. day. Dude, I'm just excited for that all-star race. I don't even know if I'm going to try and get a ticket for it because I think it's almost, I think it's it's a lost cause. Yeah, probably. But, well, that's going to be all. I'm Green. I'm Turnpike. And this has been the Right Sides Only Podcast, where if you ain't right, you get eliminated Left. at Bristol. <laughs> you get a. El- there you See, go. There you go. <laughs> See, evolving to current events. That's awesome. Yes, I am very topical. <laughs> And well-informed and a bunch of other big words that make me sound smart. I'm glad you sounded because you ain't it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Y'all have a good week. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Amen!